So for this episode, we have two amazing candidates for IPL captains. First one is the most successful captain in IPL history, Rohit Sharma, and the second one is someone who is just about to begin his IPL captaincy career, KL Rahul. Before we dive into and start looking at what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses, Janak, do you want to do the usual and give us a little bit of background of Rohit's captaincy record? Sure. I think Rohit is, I would say, not a candidate, but he's a, now like a proven captain of of the full IPL, I guess. Uh, I think after Dhoni, if you had to pick any other captain, then it would be Rohit Sharma. Although numbers say that Sharma is more successful than Dhoni with four IPL titles, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. ever. So, <clears throat> I guess, yeah, in my mind, I think Sharma is is a very, very good captain. He's a very smart captain. And uh, probably the best thing to have happened to Mumbai Indians. Uh, Especially considering that Sachin retired and, you know, there was uh, this one guy that they took a punt on and he paid off, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it was like, uh, you know, the circumstances were unusual. In 2013, they bought Ricky Ponting in the auction because in... Uh, 2012, Sachin said that he's he's not going to captain Mumbai Indians. So, Harbhajan was made the captain. But then, I don't think Harbhajan did enough to, you know, gain confidence of Ambani's. Yeah. And yeah. then, in 2013, they got Ponting. And as expected, or rather unexpected, you would think that Ponting being so successful in international, he would actually change the fortunes of Mumbai Indians. But he lost five straight games and he sat himself out, gave up the captaincy and that paved way for Rohit Sharma. So, and a true fairy tale story for him, right? Comes back to Mumbai after spending a few seasons with Deccan Chargers, comes back, becomes the captain and wins them their first title. So I guess, you know, as far as record goes or a start to a captaincy goes, there is no better tale. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think in one of, one of the interviews or one of the live videos that he's been having on Instagram, Rohit Sharma said that he was actually expecting him to be announced as captain in 2013. But uh, somehow the, the Mumbai management thought that maybe Ricky Ponting is a better choice to start with. Yeah. But anyway, I think... I mean, <clears throat> you, you can see why though, right? Because like one one is a multiple World Cup winning captain with the Australian team. So I guess that, that was a fair assessment right? yeah. to go with yeah. that. Yeah, but you know, apart from Rohit Sharma being Rohit Sharma, there are a lot of other things that have worked in his favor, right? Especially him being in a camp like Mumbai Indian to begin with. Sure, yeah. I mean... You know, if you're part of such a big team, uh, you are already coming up with a lot of support behind you. The team owners have very deep pockets, so they can buy <laughs> any player they want, right? And they and which they they have done. And uh, I mean, as as rumors have it, not just the players, but also many more staffs on the, uh, which impact the game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have like at least what eight or nine coaches for Mumbai Indians. Right. So for each player, there is almost a, a coach or one and a one player manages one and a half. Uh, <laughs> one coach manages one and a half players. If you go by that ratio, so that that makes things very easy, right? And then obviously one factor that I think is Mumbai crowds. I don't know what you think about Mumbai crowds. I mean, but- for any team playing at a top level right the support of the crowd is critical and sometimes the crowd is considered to be 12th man and that is true in a cricket fanatic city like mumbai we love our mumbai indian team so there is no denying that and you know especially when you know you're coming to mumbai uh, playing at 1k day it has to be intimidating 
So I guess uh, the support from the crowd definitely makes it a lot different for someone like Rohit Sharma yeah. to captain the squad. Yeah, I mean, I think what it does is, uh, like, captain is mostly responsible for motivating his players, uh, you know, getting that energy up. Uh, but then when you have a Mumbai crowd behind you as well, then uh, that job becomes slightly easy. Oh, uh, for sure. But, yeah. and, and I'm more over, it, it puts the opposition under pressure, right? And, <sighs> Can't can't imagine so, like you know being an opponent visiting uh, Mumbai Indians playing in one K day with like especially the way the ground has been like the stadium has been constructed the crowd is towering on you so that has exactly. to be has to be intimidating for a visiting visiting player so yeah but I mean a- apart from like you know uh, what uh, support the owners of the franchise provide or even the coaching staff provides there like there is certain charisma around Rohit Sharma or rather I would say a natural ease about which he goes with his captaincy that attitude you know that he takes the game seriously but at the same time not too seriously you can see him that he's enjoying his game and even when there are high pressure situations like the finals uh, in 2017 2019 those were high pressure finals but still Rohit Sharma you can sense that calmness within him right yeah that's true and I mean I think that's the kind of energy he rubs on the full team Right, uh, both those finals when in 2017 and 2019, those were last ball, a uh, last ball uh, victory for Mumbai Indians. And uh, to be able to give that confidence to your players is something very critical. And I think Rohit Sharma has done that very well, which uh, I guess Kohli hasn't been able to do. Uh, despite the, I, I still believe he's a pretty good captain, but yeah, those crunch games and crunch moments is where you know guys like Dhoni and Rohit Sharma they have really shown their leadership skills. So yeah, I, I admire Rohit Sharma for that. Yeah, and but, w- one other thing that I I think he does really good is back his players because I remember when Rishabh Pant was kind of in and out of the team and you know there were questions about his spot as. Um, um, you know, explosive wicketkeeper batsman under question. Uh, he was out there and, you know, let's not judge this. He's just a kid. Let's not judge him too soon. Let's give him his run, right? And then he did the same with when, you know, uh, during the Asia Cup in 2018, when Dhawan was not really doing that great, he was still there backing him. So I think like that, that's something that yeah. I feel is a big difference between uh, Virat Kohli captaincy, especially in limited overs, and Rohit Sharma captaincy. Yeah, I think. And, and not to forget about the... Uh, Dinesh Karthik batting order in the finals, right? He pushed him down the order and then, I mean, basically Dinesh was not happy, but Rohit had full confidence that he would be able to finish the game. It was an extraordinary game. It doesn't happen uh, you know, a lot of time. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's he, I, I feel that Rohit Sharma has that kind of instinct, that kind of gut feeling uh, going around him. So that's always very helpful as a captain, right? Because you cannot calculate everything and you have to think on your feet. And that is when, you know, these kind of intuitive decisions also play a very key role. And you often hear that he's very instinctive in captaincy. But I was reading an interview uh, with uh, Mahela Chaivardana a couple of seasons back when he started as the coach of Mumbai Indians. He said that there is that natural calmness to him. But at the same point, he is very focused on his data. So before the games or in leading up to the tournament, he's very much in tune with the analytics team and he's always looking up for different matchups. And the best thing about having that calm mind is when needed, he's able to recall that information right off his head. And he is able to do that, like you know, the man-to-man matchups. He's really able to pull those off in crunch times. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's another great quality of a captain of at least a modern day captain, right? To to use analytics, to use technology to its full use and uh, benefit. And I think the critical thing is, I mean, I guess everybody has data now, but it's about <laughs> the using that data and then going on to the field and implementing it. That's exactly that's the yeah. critical and the tricky part. But uh, I yep. guess yeah, Rohit has been doing it pretty well, fine. Yeah, and I guess that's where, despite having all the data, you don't see that kind of performance from all the IPL captains, for that yeah. matter. Because yeah, and then I mean, yeah, as a captain, he's been successful. What are your thoughts on Rohit's batting after being the captain of uh, Mumbai Indians and also leading some international matches uh, for India? I feel like captaincy doesn't seem to have impacted him much. I mean, sure, there are you know those odd changes where he'll shuffle himself uh, around the batting order, uh, but overall, I feel like um, you know if I'm assessing how he has performed since he has been given the captaincy role, I think he has done an exceptional job. Because I don't know if it's effect of the captaincy or what, but his rise as an international batsman has kind of coincide coincided since he has become the IPL captain. Yeah, I think so. I guess he's enjoying the responsibility and uh, he's ensuring that uh, you know his batting is not impacted. So yeah. I guess that's that's another factor that Rohit has. Uh, and and I think same thing happened with Dhoni as well, Virat as well. But Rohit, for me, it's like yeah, he's winning, he's batting, and at the same time, he's got that hunger not just do good in IPL, but also uh, for India in one day in T20 and then try and get back into the test scene. So I think that's that's really good about him. The only time where I felt that uh, maybe his batting is getting impacted is. When as a captain, I guess he he was thinking too much about his own batting position for Mumbai Indians. You know, he he has been that kind of player. He thinks that maybe as a batsman he is good enough to open the batting, but then for the team he he wants to give that stability in the middle order, so he comes down the order, and that sometimes I guess hasn't allowed him to perform to his full potential. I guess they are. That's the only gap that I've seen so far. Uh, you know, not being able that, to make that decision. That's, that's part of that struggle. When you know you are such a good batsman, but you're also the captain, you kind of get confused about where do you play such a good batsman, right? Yeah. Like as a batsman, you know that you can perform at the top, but then as a captain, you also have to think that okay, uh, the team needs me down here, so I'm going to try and shuffle that. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And from from the from his records, I don't think that that would be too much of a concern. Overall, I think he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, I think he should always open. Basically, don't think he opens for India. So even for Mumbai Indians, he he should open and back himself to to play as long as possible. Yeah, that will be interesting. Like this this year, how they manage with Chris Lean being in the squad. Right. Um, that will be interesting. What kind of opening combination they go with and how they use Chris Lean because. Yeah, there's Decock as well, right? Quinton Decock, Chris Lean, and uh, Rohit exactly. Sharma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be a problem of plenty, but I guess it's a better problem to have than being on the other side of that equation. But uh, now, enough about someone who has established himself over the past few uh, years in IPL. Let's move the conversation to KL Rahul, the first time captain for Kings Eleven Punjab this year. What are your expectations from him this year? To, to be honest, I think I'm very, very excited. After a long time, about uh, you know a new captain going is going to take stage, and uh, the reason is that KL Rahul's performance in IPL as a captain is going to decide who will be India's captain in future. So that's a fair point. Yeah, because I mean we all know right that some people want Rohit to take over ODI captaincy from Kohli, but I guess both of them are of the same age, and I don't think Kohli is going anywhere. And uh, Rahul being few years younger to these guys 
So I guess after 2023, maybe if Kohli gives up the captaincy, yeah, then I think KL Rahul, if he proves himself in next two years in IPL, then I would say he would be a strong contender. So that's the reason I'm very excited uh, about Rahul being uh, captain of Kings Eleven. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I feel because right now, if you look at the succession plan for the Indian One Day squad, I think the only candidate, honestly, I can think about is probably Rahul or Shreyas Iyer, for that matter. But depending on how his experience with Kings Eleven Punjab goes, he could, you know, uh, leapfrog Shreyas Iyer in that order because Shreyas Iyer has already done a decent job with Mumbai and also with Delhi Capitals. Right. So I guess Rahul's performance in in this year's IPL or perhaps the next one is going to determine you know where he ends up in that pecking order. You know when Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli eventually decide to move on. Yeah, I think you you brought up Shreya Shahir and I think he is a good candidate. But the only issue at the moment I see with him is he hasn't established himself as a regular playing eleven batsman for India. So That's I true. think first he needs to focus on that. Maybe get good one or two seasons. And then maybe between Rahul and Ayer, it could be a good, good competition. But at the moment, if we focus on Rahul, what do you think are going to be the key factors that's going to help him have a successful IPL as a captain? Oh, first thing, first and foremost, it's going to be Kumle. Because that guy is in the coaching squad of King Club in Punjab. And, you know, knowing how well he can read the game and he has captained India too. I honestly think that Kumle's input into the whole setup is going to play a key role, especially since it's Rahul's first time captaining them and apparently him and Kumble have a good rapport. That's going to be one key factor. But also, I feel like no matter how much input you provide to a captain, at the end of the day, it comes down to the player, right? And for Rahul, I think the one key thing this season is going to be how he can manage the expectations, not just from outside, but within. Because come to think of it, it's his first season as a full-time captain, right? So it's very easy to get ahead of himself. Yeah, managing those expectations is where he's going to win or lose it. And I think that's where I feel that Rahul is uh, very calculative. And he, he's not as explosive or as expressive in his feelings like Virat Kohli. He's more between Dhoni and Rohit Sharma kind of a, a personality is what I make of him. And then, uh, you know, something that we've said a lot of time on a podcast, he's almost like a modern-day Rahul Dravid. I think in terms of batting, in terms <laughs> of, uh, you know, what he brings to the table, I, I certainly feel, right, it's maybe this is his chance to actually demonstrate those skills and, and lead a team uh, successfully. And, yeah. like and said, I mean, like, you, you know how I feel about that. For me, to compare him to Rahul Dravid at this point is too early. But I, I completely agree with your point that uh, he has pretty much done the same thing which Dravid did for the Indian team back in early 2000s, right? Since that whole controversy about that talk show, he has come back pretty strong. He has batted wherever needed and he has importantly performed in all those positions. And on top of that, he has started keeping wickets and doing a fairly decent job. So yeah. I feel like he has shown enough maturity to understand as a team player that he's going to have to fit in wherever the team needs him. And I think that maturity will transfer into when he takes the lead of, uh, of whatever team he's going to be captaining. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, like, like you said, he's matured as a batsman in the last two years or so. And I'm sure he'll, he'll you know, take those experiences and those skills into his captaincy as well. And with Kumle by his side... Uh, it's it's going to be a good combination and probably a good opportunity for Rahul to prove himself as well. 
So apart from Kumle, he also has an amazing talented squad available at as at his disposal. What what do you make of the squad that they have this year? Well, I, I would say I think Punjab has always looked strong on paper, and they they also start pretty well in in the tournament. And if you look at this time again, their their batting unit is pretty much the same that they have had last two years: Gail, Mayank Pangarwal, uh, Karun Nair. This year they've added Maxwell to the squad. So that's an interesting addition. Like, I'm exactly. looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, I mean Maxwell, he he has played for Punjab before, and Punjab has gone for him again. Uh, this time it will be up to Rahul, right? How he how he manages him because he can be a match winner. So uh, those are some of the you know small things that if if Rahul handles well, is going to make a very very big difference. Uh, think of Maxwell as Pollard, right? The way Rohit Sharma mm-hmm. manages Pollard. Absolutely. I think yeah. Right, uh, Rahul needs to learn something like that from Rohit Sharma and make sure that Maxwell is there to finish the game, or or at least he provides that impetus towards the end of the game uh, for a big score. Yeah, and I absolutely agree because like I I've been a Maxwell fan for a long time, and I've always felt that he has been some or the other way underutilized, no matter what team he plays for. So I guess the point that you make is that he's a very good resource that Rahul needs to use very judiciously. and if he can get that combination right i think he's an amazing all-rounder who can change the game in matter of few balls like beat with his bowling batting or perhaps even fielding yeah yeah and then i think if we talk about their bowling they've got good bowlers as well shammi mujibur rahman then krishnapur gautam they they uh, got it from rajasthan royals so decent not not very lethal but i would say a decent bowling attack but that you know rahul can use and make a game out of it so it just depends on you know his field placements and how he uses his bowlers so that's another thing that rahul needs to be mindful of yeah and so consider considering the whole unit the setup new coach new captain more or less similar players that they have had for the past couple of seasons where would you expect realistically a kings 11 team to finish this ipl i think if they if they finish in top 4 i will not be surprised because <laughs> i would say i mean most of the teams are evenly matched it's about you know performing on that day and then sometimes the cap- captain also makes a lot of difference you know you can keep giving example of dhoni how the csk team is those are all like old horses but still they manage to perform <laughs> so and yeah, they, they definitely and, give the youngsters a run for their money last season That's exactly right. and and everybody knows uh, you know who who's making that happen So Absolutely. Rahul needs to, you know, make sure he keeps all those things in mind. Something even from Kohli, uh, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, like Kohli is a good captain, but he doesn't deliver in crunch situation as a captain. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. scores runs, but uh, I think in these games where the stakes are very high, runs are not going to be enough. You need yeah. to think so, out of the box. Actually, on that note, like considering uh, in the first part of the podcast, we spoke so much about Rohit Sharma's ability to deliver in crunch situations. Do you think there is something that Rahul could learn from observing Rohit Sharma? Oh, well, I think one thing would be like we 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 talked about those two finals, right, in 2017 and 2019, how Rohit Sharma backed his players and how he was calm. So. uh yeah rahul needs to definitely develop that kind of uh, you know attitude that kind of calmness around him and uh, so that he can make those decisions in in those pressure situations because in the end it's all about decision making right one bowling change one uh, field placement and it can turn the whole match 
Yeah, that and like I, I think he have he has been in the IPL for a long time to know that already. I believe, but being part of a team as a player, uh, no matter how involved with the game you are, and being a captain are two different things, I guess. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be his head on the chopping block. Exactly. <laughs> Especially considering the way Kings Eleven has performed over the years, I. <laughs> I honestly won't be surprised that you know he comes under the pressure after the first half of the season because that has been the trend with Kings Eleven Punjab. Even back in 2014, uh, when we played first half of the IPL in UAE, they were going all guns blazing in the first half of the season, and in the second half they just lost it. I don't know what happened, yeah. but they just lost it. So I think that's going to be one key thing that he can learn from Sharma as well to keep the momentum going because. That's the exact opposite of what Mumbai Indians has shown over the years. Like they through through the first few games, they kind of manage somehow, and then they eventually figure out their momentum towards the second half of the of, of the season. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's been like Mumbai Indians save all their energy and all their best <laughs> performance for the for the end, and Kings Eleven they use up everything in the beginning and with nothing left uh, towards the end. So, but yeah, I'd be interested in knowing what are your thoughts on the owners. Uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, what kind of impact Punjab's owner would have on Rahul as a captain? So the trend that I have seen with Punjab's ownership over the year has been that they are not too meddlesome. You know, I mean, they have their players. Um, they you know they love their cricket, of course, but. At some point, they understand that you know where the captain's responsibility start and where, as an owner, they need to back off. Unfortunately, Kings Eleven hasn't been able to deliver, but I think that is a very good relationship to have with your captain. It's where you know you let them do their job. On the Mumbai Indian side of things, I feel things are much more commercial. You know, it 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 almost feels like it's transactional, where they're gonna. I mean, I hate to make the make the comparison again and again but they have deep pockets they're going to throw anything and everything that you need at you and they expect you to deliver yeah i would still say that there's no doubt mumbai indians uh, you know they can spend as much as they want or probably the most out of all the eight franchises but they have created that kind of environment for every player to excel so even if it's a fringe player or a ranji trophy player who doesn't play at all in ipl but i think he's still part of their family so that's what i have seen over the years which not many teams have been able to do i would say maybe chennai super kings but yeah that's something i'm looking forward to with punjab team right they have this young captain and then they have kumble so this yeah. management they need to create that kind of environment because they have been chopping their back end staff a lot so yeah. every year there's there's a different bowling bowling coach or or a team director or a mentor and i don't think that helps for the long term now that's a good point because like reading on some of mumbai indians you know squads over the past few years it definitely looks like they have spent a lot of resources in developing their talent like grabbing players from grassroots levels uh, levels training them and then giving them time to develop as opposed yeah. to like yeah, uh, like correctly pointed out that you haven't seen that happen with most other IPL teams but i think in one of uh, kumble's interview i did read that you know that that's going to be one of their strategy is giving players a consistent run you know, yeah giving them the surety so hopefully it may or may not click this season but i'm ho- really hoping they will stick with the kumble rahul combination for at least a year more and hopefully we start seeing the results then 
Yeah, sure. I mean, I would say at least for three seasons, they should not be touching uh, Kumble or Rahul. If they really want to, you know, build that uh, strong unit uh, with good bench strength, I would, if I had been a Kings XI owner, I wouldn't touch these guys for three years. But yeah. uh, I guess time will tell how much risk they are willing to take and how much uh, deep their pockets are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I doubt they'll be as deep as Mumbai's, but who knows. Uh, but uh, on that note, like that actually reminds me of, of some of the amazing players that the Kings Eleven Punjab outfit had. They performed like superstars for one season, and then you never heard their name. Luke Palmer Bash, Paul Walthati, uh, like uh, who was the guy? Sunny Sohel. Sunny yeah. Sohel, like he played for a couple of franchises, I think. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there are just plethora of players that perform for them for one season, and then you never hear of them. Yeah, I think maybe that's more driven by franchisee owners in terms of decision making, whom they want in the squad and who not. Hopefully, Rahul can pitch in more ideas and the owners listen to him uh, about giving long runs to some of these talented players. Uh, I guess only in that way, players can have confidence uh, on a captain, and then captain can also, you know, gauge his team about how he wants to lead uh, those players. All right, so let's wrap up this episode. But before we go, uh, considering that you know most of the players are coming back after such a big break, what do you think are going to be the key factors for deciding a team success this season? Considering how chaotic the world has been outside the field. So if you just look at these two captains, I think with Rohit, it's going to be pretty easy because uh, I've, I've been following Mumbai quite closely and their camp is already on track. And uh, they have already, uh, I guess even in India, they, they were doing some kind of practice and some kind of team bonding work, uh, all, although within social distancing. So I think they, they will be less scratchy. But if we talk about Kingsley and Punjab, Rahul himself has admitted that he used to get nightmares when he'll be able to play cricket and whether he has lost no. all, all his skills or not. <laughs> so yeah. That, yeah, that makes me a bit nervous. But uh, yeah, Rahul needs to keep keep that behind now and, uh, you know, get on the task. Yeah. And I, I think considering that people have had probably the biggest break of their professional cricket lives, I think one thing that all the captains, not just these two or like, you know, the remaining franchise captains as well, the one thing that they'll have to be critical about is how they manage their bowler's workload. Because it's like Bhuvneshwar Kumar said, that it's not going to be easy to reach peak bowling rhythm right from the word go and even to sustain it right so that's something that captains are going to have to be careful and also they're going to have to plan for those uh, scratchy starts to begin with because not everyone is ready to go you know so maybe they'll have to plan for a couple of bad games in the beginning of the tournament yeah i think so i mean those are very very good points i guess uh, it, it will all depend you know how match fit indian players are because i know england and australian players have already started playing international games. So they have some, you know, match readiness under their belt. So yeah. it will be all about our Indian players. Uh, how do they cope up and get back? Uh, yeah. And spe- especially since like the Australian and English players are expected to miss a few games in the beginning, most likely it's going to be down to the local Indian players to step up to the plate and carry the team per se. Yeah. 
all right yep. with that let's wrap up the episode it was fun discussing these two magnificent characters in the indian team uh, one who has proven himself the other who is just starting his journey and i think with that we can call curtains on our captaincy in cricket series and with ipl coming up within the next few weeks i think we are going to start focusing more on covering the ipl teams yeah right? thanks i think my fingers are crossed for rahul to uh, you know make it big <laughs> on this stage all right Let, let's hope Let, the best for thanks. him